Hi everyone! So I wanted to say something really quick before we start this episode, actually two things. Um, I think the microphone that I was using this episode is broken. Um, The sound is not the best, it's not where I want it to be. Um, It sounds like I'm keeping the microphone way too close to my mouth, but I, you know, I'm doing this two years now, I, I kept it far away from me and for some reason the sound is just not that great. I mean, I think it's still, you know, you can still listen to it, but just so you're aware, it's not top tier. I tried everything I could in editing and just nothing would work. So I am planning to buy a new microphone, so hopefully everything will sound good for the next episode. And speaking of the next episode, I'm taking a break in November. So there will be no new episode in November. There's not gonna be a final thoughts, anything like that. I'm just doing it for my own mental health sake, as well as I have a bunch of deadlines and a lot of stuff uh, coming up pretty soon, and I really need to dedicate all my time and energy towards taking care of those things. So no episode in November uh, for Patreons. I've paused your payment for that month and then December as well, just for funsies. Merry Christmas. So yeah, I'll be back in December with your regular content as well as, you know, final thought final thoughts for this month and a little surprise at the end of the month um after Halloween. So yeah, thank you guys so much for sticking around. Um, again, I'm sorry about the audio and hope you guys enjoy the episode. Mary Mary, quite contrary. How does your garden grow? With silver bells and cockle shells and pretty maids all in a row. Hey, have you heard about Bloody Mary? Hello everyone, welcome back to Hey Have You Heard About? We're so glad you're joining us on this beautiful fall day. And we're actually recording this outside right now, my guest and I, because it's the second anniversary episode and we're doing kind of a throwback thing. And speaking of throwbacks, we have with us a classic Hey Have You Heard About guest. Everyone, please welcome Dylan. Hey y'all, welcome to the throwback. Throwback episode. Yes, so if you don't know who Dylan is, um, I don't know how you've gotten this far. If this is your first episode of Hey, Hey, Have You Heard About, then that's fine. But Dylan is actually the OG podcast guest. He was in the first episode, and since this is the anniversary, I figured it'd be fun to have him back. So we're super glad that he's here. And I am glad to be here. Yes, we're having a good time here. It's a beautiful day outside. If you can hear some crickets or some cars going by, welcome to the ambiance. That is, hey, have you heard about, before we get into the spooky stories, there's not going to be happy today, by the way. There's not going to be good news today. No. Well, it's mostly because this is, the happy is that this is the second anniversary episode. We love anniversaries. We love anniversaries. So that's the happy for today. And also, the the story that we're talking about today is not very tragic. Not very tragic? Not very tragic. Okay. It's actually a folk tale. Oh, It's a very famous folk folk story. That I'm sure you're all interested in. And I had a lot of fun researching it and figuring out 
the origins of the story. So we're going to be talking about that later. But first, if you are interested in keeping up to date with the podcast, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. Both of those ats are HHYHA podcast. I usually post updates about the episodes. I post clues about what upcoming episodes are like, all that sort of thing. It's a fun time. It's great. I saw some of the clues and I'm really excited. Yes, it's going to be fun. We also have a Patreon If you are interested in supporting the podcast directly, you can check out our Patreon. The link should be in the description or the notes, episode notes, or wherever you're watching it. It should be there in my link tree. For $1 a month, you get an episode a day early, which is a lot of fun. You get sort of spoilery stuff. The 14th instead of the 15th. Sorry, there's a cat. I love her. You get updates every week. Those go a little bit more in depth than our social media pages do. So I I make sure to, you know, let patron patrons know sort of what's going on what i've researched what i'm working on when we're going to record all that sort of stuff so it's a lot of fun also in patreon this is sort of a new thing which is why i'm talking about it for seven dollars a month you get access to a final thoughts episode which is a video series i'm doing on the youtube where i talk about my final thoughts on a case or you know a mystery or whatever we talk about that month i just basically go on and i'm like hey here's what i thought about it you know because for this i'm sort of i'm sort of giving the facts and then for that it's more sort of chill like my opinion that kind of stuff which is fun this month it is going to be free for everybody but starting november only patrons who have uh, are donating or paying seven dollars a month will have access to those so if you're interested we have a shakespeare theory final thoughts and an ed gein final thoughts on the youtube page right now if you want to check it out so there you go we also have a teespring store where you can get a bunch of merch for the uh podcast it's really cute stuff i really like it there are a lot of hoodies t-shirts sweatshirts stickers uh notebooks <laughs> water bottles i think there's a lot of stuff on there and all of the proceeds go to the national center for missing and exploited children which is a great organization that do a lot of great things for children who are displaced or in a bad situation at home or kidnapped and that sort of stuff so they are just awesome goes to a good cause yes goes to a really good cause and i think i designed one of the t-shirts yes Yes. dylan actually designed our little alien t-shirt that we have on the store it's very cute i love it it's awesome will you be going to tala oh that's a reference (laughs) so patrons actually right now have access to a discount on the store so if you're a patron you get that code which is pretty cool so that's another reason you should donate to the patreon anyways that's enough for today so This being an anniversary episode, last year I had my sister Claire tell me the story. And it was a lot of fun, but it's hard for me to let someone else tell me things. You know? Yes. It's just like a thing. Right. Uh, So I wanted to sort of do something a little bit different. And I think this might be the regular thing we do on anniversary episodes because I had a lot of fun doing this. We're going to be talking about a folktale or, you know, a cryptid or something like that. Basically, we're just going to be investigating where these things came from. Mothman? Not Mothman. Not this year. Maybe next year. (laughs) He's still a little bit popular. He's still... Well, he's... This one is extremely popular. Really? But it's one that I don't think a lot of people know the origin story for. Okay. So, I'm... I mean, there's... The thing about folktales, and I want to put this disclaimer because I know some people will be like, that's not the real story. The thing about folktales is that there are a lot of different versions of each story. It literally depends on the region that you come from. Right. And there's no known author for them either. Exactly. 
So it's like it differs between region to region, like you said, because there is no, you know, concrete story. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be talking about the the standard story for this folktale, like the one that a lot of people just accept. And then we're going to be talking about a specific region's story for this one. So I'm very excited to talk about it. Anyways, I keep building this up. So, hey, Dylan. Hey, Madeline. Have you heard about Bloody Mary? Oh, my God. Yes, I have heard about Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. So, fun fact, I actually was trying to think of what folktale to pick for this episode, and then Lady Gaga's song, Bloody Mary, played on my Spotify. Oh, my God. I love that song. That's how how we got here. Anyways, that's a fun song. So, yes, we're going to be talking about Bloody Mary today, which I thought would be very easy going in, because that's one that everyone has heard of and all that sort of stuff. But... It's actually there's a lot of parts to it. It's it's kind of complicated. Yes, I know. I watched the um, the Supernatural Bloody Mary episode. That was a classic Supernatural episode. It, it very much was. Frankly, maybe the scariest Supernatural episode of maybe like the OG. Best. Yeah, Probably that was the a best. good episode. I always think about that when I think about Supernatural. But so I want to thank FolkloreThursday.com. For, for a lot of this information, that's where I found a majority of my notes for this episode. And then from there, I just sort of Googled different things and found different sort of sources for this. And all of that will be in the description box or the show notes. You know, it will be there if you want to find them later. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Bloody Mary. And then you and I are going to go lock ourselves in a dark room with a mirror. We're going to test a psychological phenomenon. Are we going to make Bloody Marys? We can. I think that we should go lock ourselves in a bathroom and stare at ourselves in the mirror for like at least 30 seconds. I just tested it. So I know the psychological phenomenon that we're going to talk about later is real, Mm -hmm. but we're going to record ourselves doing it later. I tend to stare at myself in mirrors a lot of the time. Do you in the dark room? Not in a dark room, but... So there we go. We're going to try it. Anyways. I like to see myself when I look at myself. (laughs) Good. (laughs) That makes sense. Yes. So anyways, so let's get into the story of Bloody Mary. So if for some reason you aren't aware of Bloody Mary, this myth, this folktale was actually popularized and first published in the 1970s in the U.S. But originally beforehand, it was told as an oral tradition, pretty much. So So we mm -hmm. stole it from other people as we do. As we do. I think... According to my research, the current form of Bloody Mary originated from the U.S. after World War II. So this is still fairly recent folk tale. It's not like Bigfoot or right. <laughs> all that so sort bloody, of stuff. So Bloody Mary is a fairly recent phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about the, um, the English Bloody Mary, Queen Mary. Which we'll get into We'll later. get into her? We'll get oh, into gosh. It. I love me some good English royal family drama if you aren't aware of the ritual for bloody mary essentially the most popular version of it you go into a dark room with a mirror and you repeat her name three times and then allegedly she will appear in the mirror and from there either she will give you a warning about something or she'll physically harm you and that's where the the differences sort of start to manifest yeah i always heard that she was going to uh harm you yes because i i I know that a bunch of kids at my high school tried it and they're like oh she started like throwing things off of the bathroom counter at me oh wow are you sure about that are you sure about that yes well allegedly the encounters with her can go from 
getting scratches on your body to death. So there's a big old jump right there. That is a big jump. It's a big old Just jump. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Uh-oh, you're dead. Uh-oh. So sometimes, occasionally, depending on where you are, of course, the ritual will involve candles, turning in a circle, or even flushing a toilet. So I've never heard of those personally. I've just heard the one where you go into the bathroom and say the name three times. But I've heard of the candle, but mm -hmm. flushing the toilet? Yeah, I was really curious about that. So sometimes even people will say, Bloody Mary, I killed your baby, which has to do with an origin story for Bloody Mary. She has a baby? Well, allegedly, one of the backstories for Bloody Mary, and we'll... I don't know if we'll get into too much detail with this, but allegedly the backstory with Bloody Mary is really connected to La Llorona. Oh, La, La, La Llorona? Yeah, La Llorona, which is a, a Spanish, I, th I believe it's Mexican. It's a Mexican myth mm -hmm. or folktale of a woman who drowns her children and then herself. And she comes mm -hmm. back as a spirit looking for her children. Apparently that was a big inspiration behind Bloody mm -hmm. Mary in certain regions. Yes. So, and, mm -hmm. um, and for those who don't know, La Llorona is, um, it means, like, the crying lady. Yes. In Spanish. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it's a Mexican folktale, but I know it's a L Latin folktale. Yeah. It's, it's from South America. Central, sure. central to South. Central South basically. America, yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong about that, but we'll, we'll maybe the, we'll talk about La Llorona one day. Yeah, maybe. Blumhouse made a movie for her. Why not? Um, it, it was an okay movie. Mm-hmm. We'll agree to disagree. I didn't like that movie. I mean, it wasn't, you know, great, mm. but, like, it was a movie. It was a movie. <laughs> That's a good good way to say it. La Girona was a big inspiration in some regions for Bloody Mary. So the idea is that Bloody Mary, either she killed her children or they went missing. And so she killed herself so that she could find, find? them. And so when you say, Bloody Mary, I killed your baby, or Bloody Mary, I have your baby, she's supposed to appear. She's like, what? Yeah, exactly. You have my baby? Another part of the ritual is uh, protective spells. Because, you know, when you summon a spirit, you're going to need some protection. Right, so right. So I think that's that's valid. That's a valid part of the ritual. Yes, yes. Uh, protection is necessary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of the backstory having to do with, I almost called her La Girona, <laughs> Bloody Mary, is more often than not very tragic. Allegedly, Mary either was a mistress for a rich person who was murdered by the rich person's wife. She was a young girl who died during childbirth. She was... A lot of versions of Bloody Mary's backstory has to do with some sort of tragic thing happening to her. She sounds like a woman in a Shakespeare play. She does. She essentially is, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... Pretty much everywhere you look. I mean, I always heard that Bloody Mary was like a bullied girl and she died in front of a mirror. Like, that's, that's the version that I heard. That's the version up. that I heard as well. Yeah. That she was bullied during like high school or whatever. And mm -hmm. then she, now she like haunts kids who like um, summon her. Summon her. And yeah. she's like, why are you calling me? You know, are yeah. you coming to make fun of me again? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> So that's, I mean, that's the version that I heard, but apparently there are more complicated, more tragic backstories to Bloody Mary that, uh, like I said, range all over the country. So wherever you go, somebody probably has a different version of Bloody Mary. Right. There are mm -hmm. varying levels of tragedy as well. Exactly. Yeah. So more often than not, a lot of the major components to the story are that she was either disfigured 
in the face by somebody mm-hmm. who murdered her. She had a either missing or murdered child that she's looking for, like we talked about. Or she was a witch, and she was burned at the stake and promised she'd be back to haunt whoever summoned her. Well, you know I so. love I love some witches. I know, and I know. And it's spooky season. It is spooky season. We love spooky season. Yeah, so another big part was that she was a witch. Like I said, a lot of people directly connect her to La Llorona as well, which is another folktale that I'd like to get into one day. But I need to do more research on because I'm not Spanish or Latin. So. See. There you go. Like I said, the ritual and the backstory are different. Um, with each region so you know the southern version of Bloody Mary is very different from the northern version of Bloody Mary and even within north and south east and west each place has a different version of it so I mean as with most folk tales Bloody Mary's story is wildly different wherever you go and whoever you talk to pretty much the history of Bloody Mary actually has a a lot to do with mirror divination rituals which is called scrying and if i pronounce anything wrong i'm sorry it's it's scrying it's scrying okay yes i know that i personally have i haven't read a lot about mirror divination Mm -hmm. but i read a little bit about mirror divination and that's wild yeah it's like a completely different just aspect of stuff that i've researched and i'm Mm -hmm. just kind of like whoa that's crazy and like scary Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna not get involved with that (laughs) well apparently for those of you who don't know who what scrying is basically in as simple terms as I can say not being an expert in this sort of topic and anything like that and I hope I don't offend anyone by talking about it it's basically a way to prophesy get guidance or find inspiration for something it's Mm -hmm. used a lot in witchcraft yes it also can be used with multiple different reflective surfaces so some people use water some people use you know just just anything reflective but more often than not it's used with a mirror yes but our version of scrying comes from that we're talking about today comes from the 19th century and this actually was another ritual that people specifically women did in the 19th century where they would look into mirrors on halloween night and they would either see their future husband that they were going to marry yeah, or they would see a skull, which meant they were going to die before they got married, which is a cheery thought to yeah, have on Halloween. A lovely, a lovely thought, actually. It is, truly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we all just want to see that skull in the mirror. Of course. Maybe the skull's her husband. Who knows? Who knows? Who you knows? never know. Maybe she's holding the skull of her husband. Ooh, maybe. Maybe that's where that story came from. But so this was this was ex- an extremely popular practice in the 19th century by young women specifically. And the way it would go is you it had to be on Halloween night. It had to be in a dim room and it had to have a mirror. And you would go in, I believe, around midnight and mm-hmm. you would just stare into the mirror and whatever face you saw was either your husband or it meant you were going to die before you got married. Right. So that's essentially the bare bones version of where Bloody Mary came from. Weren't most, weren't most rooms in the 19th mm-hmm. century dim at midnight? They didn't have, you yeah. know. But they would bring like a candle in there with them. Yeah, but candles are only dim light. Yeah, but that's what they needed. They just needed yeah, some dim light. Yeah, that's true. I imagine that wouldn't translate very well into the 
uh, modern times. Well, we'll find out. Oh, we will we'll find, find out. out. We'll see if we're going to test it. We'll see if we Just see kidding. skulls today. It's not going to be Halloween night. It's going to be today. <laughs> but yeah, so this was a precursor to Bloody Mary, essentially. Okay. So, which is a lot of fun to talk about. Right now, we're going to talk about the famous backstory for where Bloody Mary got her name, essentially. And then we're going to be looking at a specific region and mm-hmm. their sort of backstory because i just found it very fascinating if there any if there is anything that i enjoy as a writer of D D quests it is a good backstory we love good backstories okay so i titled this section what's in a name because i felt clever that day that i wrote this down so i mean obviously the most popular version of where bloody mary got her name is from queen mary the first of England. Yes, the murderous woman. Yes, who was a daughter of Henry VIII, right? She was daughter of Henry VIII and sister to Elizabeth I. Yeah, she had another sister as well, I believe. I don't... She had, she had a, brother. a brother. She had a brother. Yeah. Okay. We have a we have an audience helping us out <laughs> yes. with the research or facts. So yes, she was daughter to Henry VIII and sister to Elizabeth I, who of course was well known for the Elizabethan era, the Virgin Queen. We actually talked about her a little bit on our Shakespeare episode. Yes, so. very popular in Shakespeare. One of the most popular quotes from Queen Elizabeth actually was uh, "Video et taceo," which means "I see everything and say nothing." which alludes to her network of spies. There you go. So she, Elizabeth, was a little sneaky sneak, too. But, but Mary more so. Mary was just, well, I'm going to kill. Well, Mary was pretty blatant, Yeah, Mary actually. was just like, I'm going to kill everyone, actually. Yeah, pretty much. She was, uh, if you don't know who Queen Mary is, Queen Mary the First. she was originally Queen Mary of Scots, wasn't she? I believe she was, or was that another no, person? No, that's another. Okay. Uh, Mary, Queen of Scots, was a different person. Okay, there's a lot of Sc- they, like, Marys. <laughs> Mary, Queen of Scots, was the Queen of Scotland at the same time. The Mary that we're talking about was the was before Elizabeth. She mm-hmm. was the first queen of England to rule. Okay. So she was Mary the first. She was nicknamed Bloody Mary after she died because of how she persecuted a lot of Protestants. So she was Catholic. She was, yeah, she was Catholic. And she was like, we need all Protestants gone. We don't need them. And then... As a Protestant myself, I feel offended. Was Elizabeth Protestant? I believe she, she was. Yeah. Yes, she was. So so Mary was sort of sticking with her mother's... She was sticking with tradition, was she not? Mm-hmm. Yes, her mother was Catholic, so she was sticking with her mother's religion, I that believe. That was when there was a lot of religious turmoil yes. within uh, Britain itself. Exactly. So she got her name because she persecuted Protestants a lot and also burned them at the stake. Oof. You know, Wh- you, like witchcraft You stuff. thought it was for witches? Nah, man, it was for Presbyterians, too. According to History.com, Mary reigned for five years and yet had over 300 religious people burned at the stake. 300 uh, during a five-year period at that time? Uh-huh. Very significant amount. Very significant. A lot of people. But this was a standard practice under her rule. If people, you know, identified as anything from Protestant Christians to atheists, they would most likely be burned at the stake. Because they weren't Catholics. Sorry, Baptists. Sorry, Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists. Methodists, uh, Non-denominational. Non-denominational. If you're not Catholic, die. Exactly. According to Mary I. Queen Mary I. I'm sorry. We, Um, we We aren't 
What's the word? We aren't prejudiced here. No. We accept everyone. Exactly. We love you all. Yes. At the time, there was a man named John Fox who published a book called The Acts and Monuments, which was essentially a book of martyrs. So people that died for supporting Protestantism and you know, I feel like I've heard of this book. Yes, it's it's fairly it was fairly popular back then. By fairly, I mean it was very popular back then. In the 1563 edition, the book included 30 woodcut illustrations of executions done under Queen Mary. Wow! So essentially, the whole reason she got her nickname was because these executions were portrayed visually. I mean, people, you know, reading is fine, but if you see something happen, if you see a picture of it, then it's way, way worse, right? Right. Yeah. That's um, very... It makes it real. It makes it real and makes it kind of like, oof, this could happen to me. That's yes. like scary. So, so that's, I mean, this, the book, this, this edition was published after Mary died but immediately became extremely popular, and those woodcuts specifically solidified the name Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Because when you're a queen reigning for five years and you murder 300 people, you're going to get a nickname like you're gonna that. Get a ni- yeah, you're, you're going to get gonna, a nickname. You're going you're gonna to get a name like that. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. They are probably too afraid to t- t- say it to her face, too. They yeah. probably knew what was going well, on. she was but dead they, when they got the nickname. Well, yeah, but they probably knew what was going on while she uh. was queen, but then they were too afraid to be like, oh, Queen Bloody Mary? Because then she's like, off with their head! <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Uh, that was not a British accent at all. No, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's where the name Bloody Mary came from, and eventually as the, the myth of the woman in the mirror sort of right evolved that's that's the name that people started to put like give to it okay based on what i've researched and all that sort it would of be stuff. interesting if queen mary the first had actually had like a miscarriage or something wrong with Ooh, a maybe. baby maybe that could be a part of the story that we don't know about right and again you know this originally started or as oral tradition so maybe it started in the england in england at the right. time and maybe it just was passed on and the version that we know and love eventually made its way to the U.S., and that's how it right. got its name. But and, and folk tales evolve, so... Exactly. Mary I did not have any children. So right. I don't think she did. She did not. Yeah. So it could be that some some somewhere along the line, there is this woman named Mary who had mm-hmm. a kid that passed away mm-hmm. or was murdered or mm-hmm. something like that. And that's where it evolved from. Yeah. That's where it derived from. Yes. But that's, I mean, that's where the name comes from, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. We love a good origin story. We do. Here's basically a version of Bloody Mary that was really popular. It kept popping up whenever I was searching for Bloody Mary. And like I said, all the links to the resources that I found will be in the description or the show notes, whatever you're watching on. But so there, this comes from Tennessee. Tennessee. It comes from Tennessee. Our neighbor to the north. Yes. It originated officially from 1817 is when it this occurred. So according about 50 years before the Civil War. Yes, pretty much. Okay. Around that time. According to legend, this was the origin story for Bloody Mary and why, why people in Tennessee see her and who she is as a person, which is interesting. Because this woman in the story is not named... Mary, but you know, I mean, it works out, I guess. It's Her fine. name is Marie. No. Aww. It's actually Kate. Kate? Kate. 
So maybe her middle name was Marie. Like maybe maybe her maybe her full name was like Catherine Marie. Oh, maybe who knows? Uh, or I well, I should have said that in a southern accent. Catherine Marie. Catherine Marie. Catherine Marie. Mm-hmm. Get so, down here, Catherine Marie. So this story involves a bell witch. So we're going back to the witchcraft. Going back to the witchcraft, yes, style. yes. So apparently in Tennessee, somewhere in Tennessee, around this time period, so 1817, a family began to be terrorized by knocking and strange noises on their house. Really? Yes. That's so they were. I think I'm trying to remember. This is a story that I want to go more in depth with later. So I'm going to be very brief with it, and I'm right. not going to go into a lot of detail because I want to do more research on it. There's a lot of like wailing woman stories as well. Yes. Yeah. And like banshee yes. type stories. Mm-hmm. But so okay, so this family started being terrorized by knocking on their house. There was like noises going on. There were also a lot of very strange animals that started to appear around their property. And that the article like, that I found wouldn't go into detail about what strange animals. Right. But I'm just like just uh, very odd. Yeah, that's interesting mm-hmm. and, and you know back in 1817 they didn't have the scientific knowledge that we do now right so there may have been animals that are you know natural to that habitat that mm-hmm. they were just kind of like oh this is a strange animal that i've never seen before mm-hmm. maybe but i mean like it was described as very odd animals finally they were like okay bro who's doing this they didn't say that specifically, but they were like... I would <laughs> like to imagine that they did. They are like, bro, what's haunting us? Who are you? What's going on? And the spirit identified themselves as a lot of different people. But eventually the people that came by to talk to the spirit realized that the spirit had used the name Kate Bats a lot, who was a neighbor of this family. Kate Bats. Kate Bats. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So allegedly Kate Bats admitted to the fact that she was the one that was tormenting this family and she basically continued to torment the family with spells she would pull their hair she would hit them she would scratch them all of this in spirit form because scratches you say yes scratches kind of like the bloody mary Mary story making connections Mm -hmm. so she would essentially just like uh, event apparently abused this family until finally I believe the father died, and then a, a child of the family died. Did they die from her abuse or natural causes? I bel- The article implied the abuse. The article implied so, abuse. I can't really go too into depth. Like I said, this is going to be something that I want to talk about later. Right, and it's an old story, so mm-hmm. and all I the facts be, are. You know, yeah. All the facts are kind of like a little bit lost to the ages. Exactly. Because that was 200... 200 yeah, years ago. 203 years ago. Yeah, 203 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, they all this happened. Finally, the father died, and I think a child died. And everything sort of calmed down after that. And then eventually, you know, Kate Batts passed away as well, and everyone moved on. But, allegedly, this area still has very strange things that go on in it. May I ask what area? I wish I had written it down. <laughs> That's okay. I, I just know Tennessee right now. The link where I found this, I'm sure it will explain it later on, but it's in the description, like I said. If you do find this area, please send it to me. Yes, at uh, HHYHA podcast, and there you go. 
let me know. But apparently, according to this area of Tennessee, based on what I read and based on what I understand from, you know, what people have been saying and stuff, that that's sort of the origin of their Bloody Mary, is that there was this witch who terrorized this family and then put a curse on the land so that anybody who summoned her would suffer the same fate as this family that she sort of tormented. Okay. So... I thought that was a very interesting... That is very interesting. ...sort of deal. Even though her name is... Kate. Kate. Mm -hmm. She's still Bloody Mary. Yes. And I also think it's interesting that things seem to continue to sort of happen in this area as well. Which, right. like I said, this is something that I'm going to research further and maybe talk about in another episode. So yeah. maybe our ghost episode. That ghost episode. So there you go. Maybe we'll we talk about it later. We'd love to see it. Yes. Maybe you can invite Claire for that episode. That could be fun. So we're getting towards the end of things now. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like skeptics, which I understand a lot of people are skeptics. But I think, you know, I don't want to test fate. I don't want to mess with Bloody Mary just in case, you know. Right. But a lot of skeptics are saying that a major reason for why people see her is this thing called perceptual illusion which was, I think, identified in 2010, so it's fairly recent. You know me, and I, you know that I love seeing how fiction mm -hmm. and not real things, mm -hmm. I love how seeing how that affects our real-world perception. Yes. Because even though I've heard a lot about Bloody Mary, and I know that, like, you know, I know that she's based off of some real stuff, mm -hmm. like folk tales and whatnot, I, it's still just a superficial, not a superficial, um, superstitious mm -hmm. thing for me mm -hmm. because it's, it's it's just so scary to think about. Yeah. And it's like I want to be on the safe side. Yeah. Just exactly. in case. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Don't want to test test Don't fate test as you it. said. No. Which is why we're only doing part of the ritual in a second. The idea behind perceptual illusion is that people like the idea of normal things being scary. So a bathroom can be a summoning space or the woods mm -hmm. can be a place to hide a goat man or, you know, stuff like that. We, yeah. want, we want things to be scarier than they actually are. We like way. our mind likes to play tricks on us exactly and this is the perfect example of it so according to perceptual illusion that's essentially the misinterpretation of real external sensory experiences so basically the idea behind it is that you put yourself in a situation where you don't have a lot of stimuli you don't have a lot of things that you see going on kind of like a um sensory deprivation tank yeah sort of the idea is that you you put yourself in a situation where you can't really hear or experience or see things that are happening and so your brain has to fill in the gaps mm. so the fact that our you know with the bloody mary myth when we're in a dimly lit room that means our brain can't see our own face in the mirror or other faces in the mirror so, so it we has start to, to see Exactly. It has Other to fill faces. in the gaps. Yeah. Because we know that there's a mirror there. We know we're supposed to see something in the mirror. And so our brain is like, we can't see anything. Let's see if we can make something happen. Okay. I know. So this is mostly because the light is producing fluctuation instability and then over-interpreting, over-interpreting, 
interpreting over interpreting yes our cognitive system for facial recognition so i mean like i said because we're in a room a dark room usually by ourselves trying to see something in the mirror our brain is like okay well we have to create something mm -hmm. you know i i recently i didn't do this in a dim room but i did something in a brightened room mm -hmm. where i tried to stare at myself in a mirror for mm -hmm. a long period of time and I could just like I the edges of my eyesight started to fade out and I could and I was just focused in mm -hmm. on the reflection of myself inside of my eye mm -hmm. and that's just the most random thing to focus on but it was right. so weird to just notice that small detail of yeah. me inside my own eye so there you go so we're actually going to go test this out right now in a dim room in not a, a dim room. room we're going to lock well yeah we're going to lock ourselves in the bathroom not lock ourselves but we're going to close the door a little bit close and the door lock ourselves yeah same thing we're going to stare into the mirror and we're going to record what exactly we see so give us stay one. tuned stay tuned okay so here we are in this dimly lit room we Tell have can you brighten this down yes, a little bit? Down? Okay. We have Willow with us, too, now, who was Hi. on last episode. She's joining us. So, actually, Lee, open the door a little bit so we can get a little light. Because the whole purpose is to sort of see ourselves with our dimly. Yeah, in the mirror. So, that's good. That's good? So, now we're not going to say anything. We're just going to describe what we see happening. Okay. Should I take my glasses off? If you want to. I'm really sorry if it's echoey right now. We're just in this bathroom by ourselves. So just stare at yourself and stare at the mirror. I don't know about y'all, but my face, like my, this it is just happening like completely immediately. dark. Yeah. My facial features are like disappearing right now. Yeah. I just went completely dark. It's maybe okay. we should stay silent for a second Ooh, maybe. and just kind of see. Okay. Let's do that. Yeah. It's like my entire vision went completely dark. Yeah. Even though, even though there's, like I can see. The... Oh my gosh! Okay, I just saw something over like my left shoulder. I could see the light coming through, but I know that it was not as dark as I just saw it. Yeah, that's weird. I just saw like something move past my left shoulder. I don't know what that was. I mean, I was, it was my mind playing tricks, but like. You know something else we could do? Hmm. We could do like an individual se session. Oh, do you want to do that? Okay. Yeah. So Dylan, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Dylan's gonna do this real quick. Yes, I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna just stare so, in the and stare in the mirror. Willow and I are gonna move for out. Just a moment. Is this my whiskey? Is this, this is my whiskey? <laughs> All right. Good luck. Thank you. All right, so I'm gonna stare in the mirror for just a second, and we're gonna see what happens. Yeah, I just went completely, completely dark. Um, I didn't specifically see anything weird, but I just went completely dark. So I imagine that it may just be my brain kind of trying to like focus, my eyes trying to focus in on what's, you know, making everything the same trying to make everything more similar to like similar yeah i just stare in the mirror for just one millisecond and suddenly everything goes dark it's all just completely dark so i'm gonna call madeline and willow back in and i'm gonna have them try one by one Okay, right. Maddie's going next. I will try, and then Willow can try. Yes, yeah. Willow says that she's going to summon Bloody Mary. So oh, you can be We'll see how that goes. Okay. So I'm, it, it's my turn now. 
and all I have is a little bit of my computer light recording this and the microphone light. So I'm just staring at myself in the mirror. I already saw something earlier over my left shoulder, which was very bizarre, but I know it was, you know, fake, hopefully, unless this apartment is haunted. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I'm going to be quiet for a second and then we're going to talk about what I see. Okay. My vision, my face is starting to disappear. And like, that's the best way I can describe it is it's just like, I can see the rest of my body, but it's just my face that's turning like black, if that makes sense. Like it's, it's disappearing in a weird way. Okay. My ears are starting to ring because it's very quiet right now. And I think my brain is trying to fill in the gaps. Okay. There's a shadow. Oh, I don't know what that was. I just heard something move in here. Okay. <laughs> Happy Halloween, y'all. Okay, there's like an orb. I can see an orb of light, and I know it's not from the door, and I know it's not from my microphone, and I know it's not from my camera, but I can see like an orb of light, just like, it's like in the mirror. I don't know what that is. That's really weird. Okay, I kind of saw an outline of a face in the mirror just for a second. It disappeared pretty quickly, but I saw something, I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to send Willow in here, and apparently she's going to try to summon Bloody Mary, which was not part of the plan, but here we are. So, Willow, would yes, you like... Madeline. Okay. Oh, we've got a candle, too. Yes, we do. Great. All righty. Yes, so okay. it's going to be me and Willow, the door closed, a candle lit. It's a black candle as oh, well. Great. I'm not going to be in here, so good luck. I'll Thanks, give y'all about five minutes. Okay. I'll come check on y'all. Um, if anything... Something bad happens, just not. If something bad happens, we can uh, go on to the witch side of TikTok and have them help us. Yeah, don't blow up my... Don't crash my computer and don't blow up my microphones. Of course not. No promises. So long. All right. All right. So Hello. are we going to say it together? Well, let's give a brief Let moment. me let me give an introduction real quick. Okay. Hi, I'm Willow from the last episode and also part of the Going Away team. All right. So would we like to go ahead and start? Um, yes. I believe we say it three times. Yes, sir. I believe so. And we stare into our own eyes, I believe. Okay. You ready? All right. Yeah. Three, two, two one. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yo, nothing's happening. I'm having a staring contest with myself. Yeah? Maybe try blowing out the candles, seeing stuff that happens, because it's really bright in here. It's not as dim as I thought it was going to be. Right. This candle's a little bit. Don't blow out my candle. <laughs> Let's do it like... You want to do it like this? Yeah, that might be... This is dim. Okay. Uh, I can't actually I feel like it's a little more than dim. Yeah, it's a little bit dark There we go. Maybe that. You think that's good? A little bit less actually. Yeah, that's more there dim. Okay, perfect. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. one. Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Did your light just turn off? No, I moved my finger okay. over it. Sorry. I was like, uh oh. Stare into the mirror. Yeah. I just saw something pass behind me. Really? Everything just got dark for me. It went, like, it went dark, but I think it went dark because something passed behind me. Mary, where are you at? I just want your digits. What about, um, we say, I have your baby after? 
You can say that. I'm not going that far. Or I know about your baby or something okay, like that. Okay. All right. All right. Dylan's three, got your baby. Three. <laughs> <laughs> three, two, one. Bloody, Bloody Mary, Mary. We, we know, know about, about your baby. baby. Yeah, nothing happened. Yeah, that's okay. I didn't even go dark that time. <laughs> so dark. I think it really is just a folk tale. Madeline. Yes, ma'am. I think it really is kind of just a folk tale. I feel like it's the, um, not cognitive dissonance. Would you say the um, perceptual... Illusion. Perceptual illusion. Mm -hmm. I believe it. It really is the perceptual illusion. Mm -hmm. Because I no, did nothing not. Nothing pop up. I did not see anything no, whatsoever. No spooky woman. No, no scratches. We'll check them well, later for I scratches. I did. Um, I did see something pass behind me. Uh huh. Because you know it all went dark, but then it became bright again behind mm -hmm. me because the crack of the door was right behind me. Yeah. So I saw something pass over. Well, I saw an pass. orb while I was in here. You saw myself. an orb? I saw something, Ooh. some orb. Like it wasn't from my laptop. It wasn't from my. Interesting. It wasn't from the door. It wasn't from my microphones. It was interesting. I, I only saw something that was taller than me Ooh. pass behind me, which I don't know if you guys know this, but. Dylan's really tall. <laughs> I'm six foot one. Madeline uh -huh. is six feet tall. Mm-hmm. So if I saw something taller than me pass behind me, it had to be at least like seven foot tall. So maybe Bloody Mary is Bigfoot. Maybe Bloody Mary is Bigfoot. All well, the cryptids anyways, blur together. So what do we think? How did we? How did summoning go? Nothing happened. Yeah, Nothing happened. I'm scared. I used to be scared when I was little about it, but now I was just like, why not? And I was I was kind of disappointed. I was I go. was scared when I was little because all these people told me, oh yeah, you know, when I was younger. This and this happened, you know, all the towels started flying off mm -hmm. of my shelves. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, so the tests have determined that that was a lie. <laughs> as far as we know, maybe as... later tonight. Oh, shoot, you're right. I'll yeah. have to do, if something happens tonight, I'll do an update appendix. Or right. What is it called? Like at the end of the book? Addendum. Addendum. I'll do an addendum for this episode. I'm surprised that I'm remembering all of this. There you go. So anyways, so according to... Willow and Dylan, Bloody Mary is a solid folk tale. It's fun to tell, but it maybe isn't real. Call us Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters or Mythbusters. Did y'all see a skull or a? Or maybe it's because it's not Halloween night. But did y'all see a skull or your you can, future husband? Maybe we can do an addendum to this. Maybe we'll do an extra. Yeah, yeah. we'll do an extra. How about on, unless a I'm video Halloween. extra on Halloween yeah. night? That our, sounds good. So that'll be up November and we can second. <laughs> we can send our own videos in of us looking in the mirror. Yeah. On dim. On, a, on at midnight. At midnight. Yeah, that would be on Halloween night. Halloween night. So, so there you go. The night between the thirtieth and the thirty first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I'll be awake then. There you go. Because that's a Friday. Or and maybe a it's Halloween. Yeah. So that would no, be the no, no. Saturday. I meant Friday's um. Friday's Friday. Friday is Halloween. I thought Friday was the thirtieth. No. I thought shoot. Friday was the thirtieth. We're gonna have fun well. on Halloween. Anyways. Thank you guys so much for giving this episode a listen. This was a little different, but I think yes. it'll be fun for our second anniversary. This was a fun, fun, fun episode. I'm so, 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 so glad to be back. Yes. I always love being on Hey, Have You Heard About? <laughs> Literally my favorite podcast. There it may go. also be the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> there you go. 
the favorite and only podcast. I mean, if you if you have one, you don't that, really need another have, one. Yeah, if you have one that you love, you don't really need another. Exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Like you, like I said earlier, if you want to stay up to date, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at hhyha podcast. There, you'll see a lot of fun stuff going on. We also have the Patreon, so if you like what you hear and you want to donate to the show, you can check us out on Patreon.com. Get episodes a day early and uh, weekly updates for as little as $1 a month. Check out our Teespring store for all sorts of merch, all that kind of stuff, as well as a way to donate to a great cause, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Yes. So, yeah. Good cause. And I will make sure that Madeline links my socials in the sure yes I will in the notes as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. If you want to um, follow Dylan, he's a good time. Instagram, on Twitter, and Twitter. And Instagram. Yeah. Yes, I have multiple fun times on <laughs> both Instagram and Twitter. There you go. You All can right. uh, follow me along as I write my honors thesis. Yes, because that's what it's. We're seniors. Here we are. We're, we're doing our best. We're stressed out. It's fine. <laughs> That's why we we do fun stuff like this. Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will hopefully see you again soon. So happy Halloween. Thank you for sticking around for two years, and we will see you next time. Mm. (laughs) Goodbye.